Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon. I'm going to be your host, and this is episode number 39. This one is going to be all about post-workout nutrition. What is it? Is it actually important? And if it is important, what specifically should you be taking, depending on what your goals are, to actually maximize what you did during your workout and get the most out of it to make the most gains that you're looking for, whatever those gains are. Okay, so the short answer is, and by the way, I'm just going to just jump right in, uh, but the short answer is to that question, how important is post-workout nutrition? The short answer is, it is essential. 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 Um, So if you're listening to this, then you are likely weight training. You are likely in the gym. You are likely um, either like bodybuilding, have some program that's got some combination of bodybuilding exercises, compound exercises, isolation exercises, powerlifting exercises, hell, even some heavy resistance band stuff, okay? But you're doing something that is resistance training to your muscles, okay? And now we've talked about this before too, but the result of doing that, when you leave the gym, you are leaving the gym with muscles that have been essentially torn, right? You're tearing those muscle fibers while you're working out. And we've talked about this before too. The first thing that the body tries to do after you induce that trauma on those muscle fibers and on those muscle groups, the body's going to try to rebuild that. And if done properly, the body rebuilds those muscle fibers stronger. And in order to be stronger, they're actually bigger. So they grow in size and they grow in strength and they are a function of each other. Okay. So muscle size is a function of strength and vice versa. Now, it's not one for one. Don't read too much into it, but you can't rebuild muscles post lifting weights without really adding some strength. Okay, that's kind of just the, in general, that's how it works. So um, anyway, the post-workout nutrition, okay? This is one of the things that most people, most people get wrong. And because they get it wrong, they have trouble actually making progress. Now, if you are brand new to lifting, and I mean brand new, like you've never really lifted, let's, you know, let's just say a couple of hours over the course of your life, okay, or not at all. When you start lifting weights, you're going to see brand new gains, newbie gains, right? Newbie, like you're new to the, you're new to lifting, newbie gains. And that's very normal. You'll see that. And so that'll be in the form of size and that will be in the form of strength, mostly in the form of strength. You won't see massive muscle size returns, but you will see uh, quick strength gains. And because strength is a function of muscle, there is muscle growing. But like I've also talked about in the past, those muscle gains in size are at their nanometers and, and millimeters and micrometers they are very small, very, very small size gains. Muscle grows very slowly. Uh, but you'll see size gains, okay, or strength gains. 
But there will be a point where just lifting weights and just shocking your system for the first time, that window window will close. Okay, that period of time where you're getting all those newbie gains, that will end. And when that ends, the right steps need to be taken nutritionally in order to continue progressing. And the right steps need to be taken in how you approach weightlifting and how you approach resistance training in order to continue making gains. Now, when I say gains, a lot of people hear that word and they think that it's specifically a bodybuilding term or specifically a power building term. No. I mean, yes, it applies there, but no. Gains, as far as fitness goes, in my perspective, is any kind of gain. That could be a weight loss gain, okay? A gain is just progress. A gain, in my mind, is a metric of progress in fitness, okay? That could be Again, weight loss. That could be, um, I want to add 50 pounds to my squat. Okay, that's a gain. You may not look any different, okay? But you're lifting more, which means you're stronger, which means you're making gains. Uh, Maybe you do want to, like, put on a lot of muscle mass. Like, you know, aesthetically, you want more muscle mass. That's a gain. That's what most people think of when they think of gains. But I'm talking about all of it. Okay, and in order to make gains, once you get out of that newbie gain zone, that newbie zone, that brand new beginner zone, uh, you need to really focus on some of the specific things. And this is where most people mess up. Most people start weightlifting or they start resistance training and exercising. They make a lot of progress really quickly within that first 12 to 14 weeks, and then they get comfortable. And when they get comfortable, that's when everything kind of goes to shit. So we're going to talk about what you need to do to not stay comfortable, to not get into that comfort zone and to not experience that continuous maintenance mode of never making progress and that continuous period that eventually leads to atrophy, which is like deconstruction of all your progress. Okay, that (laughs) we want to avoid that endless plateau that most people encounter. So In this podcast, I'm going to get into why it is so important that you leave this podcast at the end, understanding exactly what the big deal is with post-workout nutrition, why it's so important and how to execute it, okay? Uh, But I'm also going to give you the recommendations of what exactly to take, okay? What you can actually, like, I'm going to list out things that you can consume post-workout that will allow you to get the most benefit from your workout and actually maximize on the time that you spent in the gym or doing whatever resistance training you were doing, okay? So we'll get into the the why and then the what. And I think that that will be all you need to actually start implementing things right away and actually start getting more progress right away. So full disclosure, I am going to, in this podcast, lay out what specifically I take, like down to the actual product. And because I'm going to be doing that, I will be naming some brands, okay? Some brands of products that I take. Now, some of these brands I'm affiliated with, and I just want to be totally transparent that I personally would never recommend a product to any of you listening to this or even my family and closest friends unless I have taken it personally for a long time and truly believed in it as a product and not just the product, but also the brand. So I would never recommend anything that I didn't personally believe was 
basically the best and effective and that the people behind the product that run the brand, I would never recommend any, recommend anything or, or take anything for that matter if I didn't believe in the people behind the product as well. So uh, I will be recommending some products. Do whatever you got to do. If you are interested in maybe testing one, taking one, trying one, uh, there will be a link to my affiliate page in the show notes. And if you go through that page, you will buy me a cup of coffee if you buy something through that page. If not, you can just go straight to the manufacturer's site or one of the distributors and pick one up. Um, doesn't matter to me, but you know, just full transparency. Okay, so when you train, guys, we're going to get right into it. When you train, you are inducing that major trauma on your body. It may not seem like much, okay? When you're in the weight room and you're clanging and banging weights, you're throwing weights around and you know, you're in there for like an hour, hour and a half and uh, you're having a great workout and it's awesome. Um, you know, I said this all a little bit earlier, but you're tearing your muscle fibers. I just want to reiterate that. I want you to visualize what I'm talking about. You are tearing the muscle fibers in whatever muscle group you're working. So if you're working your back, you're tearing the muscle fibers in your lats, you're tearing the muscle fibers in your rhomboids, uh, your teres minor, teres major, your biceps are, are getting torn, right? Your your forearms, every pull exercise that, you're, that you do, uh, it activates all of those muscle groups. And by doing that, you are tearing them in some way, especially, especially if you are using progressive overload concepts and you are continuously challenging your body to work harder. Uh, so if you're doing that, you're tearing your muscle fibers more and more and more every time you go. Now, when you do that, your body is going to try to repair that muscle as fast as possible. The second, actually, the second that you actually rip it, the second you tear that muscle, the second you do that heavy that heavy curl or that heavy row, you your body is going to want to try to repair it. Now, because you're working out for so long, you're conti- like an hour, hour and a half, you're continuously tearing other parts of muscle fibers around the one that you already tore, and uh, and then you're continuing to tear the ones and make them even large, the, the, the trauma even larger, uh, the more you work out. So if you work out for an hour, hour and a half, some of these muscle fibers are getting torn to shreds, right? And so that's why you, uh, one of the reasons why you feel sore the next day is because there's a rush of resources to your body to try and repair that. And, um, you know, it's, it's damage, it's damage, it's trauma to your body. Okay. It's repairing a wound. Basically it's just inside. Now, when you are doing all of this, right, when you're going through the exercise of weightlifting, your body is obviously using energy. It's using its resources to sustain the body's ability to keep up with the, the stress that you're imposing on it. Now, the main source of energy that your body is going to be using is glycogen. What is glycogen? Glycogen is an energy source that our bodies store internally. And it's, I mean, to be technical, it's a polysaccharide of glucose. But what it really means essentially is that it's a carb-based energy, right? It's basically sugar. And it's stored up in your body. And it's one of the most highly efficient and effective sources of energy in the body. Um, Now, this is, you know, for those uh, science nerds out there who are really interested, the bio people, this is the main storage source of glucose in the body. Okay, you want to have glycogen available at all times. 
right? Your body wants it. And when you don't have it, that's when certain like feelings of fatigue can happen and, and stuff like that. So your, your body wants to have it. It's a good idea to have glycogen stores in your body available at all times. Now, when you are weightlifting, your body is going to draw from those glycogen resources. Your body is going to use those in order to keep itself going throughout that process. And that is the main source of energy for your body when you're imposing that kind of stress. Okay. Um, Now, for most activities, your body will not require all of your glycogen, right? All of the glycogen stores that you have in your body. But weightlifting and heavy, heavy, heavy workouts, really intense workouts are one of the things that are going to draw probably everything that you have in the tank, okay? All the glycogen that you have in your body or nearly all of it, all of the useful, effective glycogen that you have in your body. So what happens, unfortunately, at the end of your workout is that you are empty. Your tank is empty. Your glycogen stores are empty. And then your body now, because it has to go through this repair process of trying to repair your muscles and keep your body going because chances are you're not going straight from working out to sleep. You are going from working out to something and your body needs to keep itself awake. It needs to keep itself energized so that it can move and continue to function. It will automatically like move to the next most effective resource, which unfortunately is going to be muscle and in some cases fat. And that's the last thing you want. Okay. The last thing you want is to spend an hour or an hour and a half in the gym. You are using, uh, hopefully effective methods of building muscle while you're in there and building strength and burning fat. And then you follow all of that up with a period of time, a window of time, um, following that workout with where your body is drawing all of the, the gains that it just made. Basically it's preventing gains from happening. It's drawing from the muscle. It's using that it's burning that muscle in order to, um, to fuel itself. That's the last thing you want. Okay. So what, you know, what we call the post-workout window, the anabolic window following that workout is the time when you want to provide your body with what it needs to restore those glycogen levels. Now, we've also talked about in the past protein and why protein post-workout is important, but I'm going to reiterate that as well. So in that anabolic window, obviously you want to begin protein synthesis as quick as possible. So you need to shuttle amino acids, essential amino acids, essential amino acids to those muscles as quickly as possible so that at the cellular level, protein synthesis begins and muscle rebuilding occurs. So of course you want to get a protein source in as quickly as possible and you want to get one in that is going to be fast digesting. Okay. You want it one that goes and gets absorbed quickly and gets those aminos to the muscles as quickly as possible. But, but that has nothing to do with your body's energy your body's energy levels, its resource levels. So what you also need to do in order to continue to prevent the body from drawing from that precious muscle building that you are undergoing is to also restore the glycogen levels as fast as possible. And you restore glycogen, aka glucose, from a carbohydrate source. Now, a lot of people do this differently. There's a lot of different strategies, a lot of tactics, but Essentially, you want to get carbs in post-workout as fast as possible. 
Now, if you are doing something that's wildly unusual and uncommon, like a keto-based diet, this isn't really going to apply to you. It's actually not going to apply to you at all. But you have your own thing going, and if you're deep into keto, then you obviously understand it. I'm not going to talk about keto. I'm talking about uh, the more common approach of ingesting carbs, fats, proteins with a you know a pretty healthy split, like a typical typical diet, I guess is what you'd call it for um, for muscle building, for growth, for fitness. So uh, you want to get carbs in as fast as possible, but not just any carbs. Okay, here's the thing. We know we, we're I'm continuously reiterating that you want these in your body and digested as quickly as possible, so that you can get those gluco, uh, glycogen levels up as fast as possible. So how do you do that? Well, you don't do that with a slow digesting carb. Okay, you don't do that with a slow digesting carb. You want to take in a simple, fast digesting carbohydrate as fat, and and you want to get that in quickly in that anabolic window, so that it will digest as fast as possible and get those glycogen stores up. Now, there's a few ways to do that. Uh, For those who don't know, a simple carb, a fast digesting carb is sugar. Okay. It's not a whole grain. It's not a sweet potato. uh, It's not a rice cake. Like people talk about it's sugar or it's uh, like a white bread kind of thing. Right. But even amongst those, not all simple sugars are the same. So not all fast digesting carbs are the same. You would think maybe at a high level that a fast digesting carb in the form of fruit is the same as a fast digesting carb uh, like, a piece of, um, like a piece of candy, like a gummy bear or something. Well, it's not the case, right? So our, I just want to reiterate, our sole purpose or our, our sole focus here post-workout is to get, yes, you want to get fast digesting protein, into your body as fast as possible. By the way, that should always probably be a protein shake more than anything else because it is actually digested faster than any food that you're going to be able to make and eat. Um, but as far as the carb goes, the, the carbs should not be food. If you can avoid it, it should not be food. Uh, some of the things that actually work the best, believe it or not, because remember, the intent is to get Uh, fast digesting carbs in your body as fast as possible to get those glycogen stores up. That's the intent. Forget about, forget about calories for a minute. Okay. Forget about all the things we know about sugar for a minute. The intent of this window is to get glycogen stores up as fast as possible. And to do that, you need the fastest digesting carbs available. Essentially what this is, is sugar. Sugar is probably the fastest digesting thing that we can take in uh, as far as simple carbs go. So um, I want to take this opportunity to kind of transition the podcast. So we've we've discussed the why, right? And just to recap that, you know, you, you, you're working out, you're, you're using resistance training of some sort, weightlifting, right? You're tearing your muscle fibers. You're using up all of your glycogen levels to do that. The body needs the glycogen in your body to do that. And until those glycogen levels get restored, your body is going to draw from whatever it has available in order to keep itself operating. Okay. That's going to be muscle. That's going to be fat, which is a good thing. Sure. But it's not going to be, you can't pick and choose. The body is just going to draw from what it's going to draw from. And I've heard a few different studies and approaches to how the body sort of decides on what to draw from. 
and I don't understand it enough and I don't think anybody else really does either enough for me to talk about it. But just remember this. If your glycogen stores aren't available, if you don't have that energy available for it, it will not be drawing from the most effective carb source, the most effective energy source within it. Uh, Instead, it's going to draw from other things and you don't want it drawing from any of the muscle that you just uh, tore and are trying to rebuild stronger and bigger. So that is the why. That's what happens in your body. So let's transition now into the what and the how. Okay. Uh, Now your post-workout nutrition, again, serves two purposes. One, restoring glycogen levels as fast as possible. And two, beginning protein synthesis, aka that muscle reconstruction, that muscle repair as fast as possible. So there's two things you need to know or know about uh, that you need to introduce to your body, to your routine as part of your post-workout nutrition approach, your post-workout nutrition strategy. Okay, there's only two. Uh, Number one, again, and I did talk about both of these, but I'm going to break them down into detail. So number one is some sort of rapid assimilating protein source. Okay, what the hell does that even mean? It basically means a fast digesting, fast absorption protein source, something that can get those essential aminos into your body and get those aminos into your bloodstream so that they can go to that, that muscle uh, group that is under trauma, that is under stress as fast as possible to begin cellular right? Cellular protein synthesis to get those muscles rebuilding and repairing as fast as possible. Okay. Um, so what does that really mean? What is a rapid assimilating protein source? Basically you want a hydrolyzed whey protein isolate. Okay. Now, if you don't consume dairy, then you need to look for another source, like a plant-based source or something, but a whey protein isolate a hydrolyzed whey protein isolate is going to be the fastest digesting. So you've seen whey protein powder probably before, or you've heard about it, right? So there's whey protein powder, there's cassian based whey protein powder, which is a slow digesting whey protein powder. There's hydrolyzed whey protein isolate, which is basically just another filtration and processing step in the processing of the whey protein powder that makes it even more pure. And because of that, it digests way, way, way faster. So when it gets into your your stomach and then into your your intestine, um, it'll break down quicker. It'll get those peptides uh, basically generated faster, and it'll get those aminos out into your bloodstream faster. So the whole thing is speed. The target is speed here. And just to be clear, this type of protein powder, a hydrolyzed whey protein isolate, something like that, like a fast digesting, rapid assimilation protein, that doesn't help you any other time of the day. It does not do you any good any other time of the day. In fact, some people would argue that it actually is less helpful any other time of the day than a regular, like slower digesting, slower assimilating protein source. Uh, But when you are in that post-workout anabolic window, it is extremely effective. Okay, that's when it's that's when it does magic. That's what it's really designed for is to get those aminos into your bloodstream as fast as possible and get those muscles repairing faster. Okay, now the one I use is made by first form and uh, it's called formula one. It's spelled with a pH instead of an F. So it's pH formula one and 
I use it for a bunch of reasons. Um, it tastes amazing. I am affiliated with them, um, but I, I'm only affiliated with them because I know it works and because it's amazing. Uh, it does taste great. It mixes really well. Um, now I've tried a ton of I, uh, hydrolyzed whey protein isolates out there because there's a million of them out there and you can try them all and you know, honestly, you probably should um, if you want to like, you know, be the one that experiments and, and tries everything that's out there. I've settled on first form because I, I just love the product. I think it's great and I believe in the company. But either way, that's the one I use and that's the one that has given me the most effectiveness. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of protein powders give a lot of people a lot of different problems. So some people have digesting digestion issues with whey protein in general. Some people just don't like the taste of whey protein. Some people get like very bloated. Some people have like crazy gas as a result. Uh, so a lot, you know, a lot of people have different issues and I've had my fair share of issues with different companies out there. I have not had any issues with first form. So that's why I keep going back to them. Now, um, that's the protein source. So basically just in general, a rapid assimilating protein source, you want to get that into your body as fast as possible post workout. And some people would actually argue that if you can get that in intra workout, which is basically throughout your workout, like while you're actually working out in between sets or something that is optimal and ideal. Now I've never done that. My body does not operate well when I consume protein powder, like a protein shake in the middle of a workout. So I don't do that. But um, a lot of people actually swear by it. So I also recommend you, you try that out. See what works for you. Um, now, this number two here, that was number one. Number two here is that fast digesting carb. Okay, this is the second thing that you need. So the first thing is that rapid assimilating protein. The second thing is a fast digesting carb. So uh, again, you can use really anything. But I'm going to talk about here in a minute, what makes them all different? What makes those fast digesting carb sources, those simple carbs different from one another. And um, just to reiterate, also, the reason you want to get this in as fast as possible is to restore those glycogen levels. So this has really nothing to do with the the muscle repair it's indirectly related, but it's not directly related to the muscle repair. So by getting those glycogen levels restored, your body will not draw from or hinder the repair process that's, process that's going on as a result of you taking in protein powder and uh, or whatever protein source to get those, um, those aminos to the muscle and get it repairing as fast as possible. Your body will not interfere with that process if you have glycogen stores uh, like refilled and restored and ready to go. So uh, how do we do that? Well, for years, well, many years, actually, I used to take in stuff that I thought was a good idea, although I never did any research. I never talked to anybody. I just made my own assumptions. So I would after working out, I would either have uh, some gummy bears. Uh, I would have bananas. I would have like sugary cereal. Uh, and you know, it'd just be like a baggie of it that I would keep in my car or something like that. Um, and these worked a little bit. They worked, you know, I definitely saw progress and you know, again, it's hard for a lot of people to get over this whole like gummy bear thing or taking in sugar at all. Cause we always talk about how sugar is kind of the enemy and it's the, uh, it's the, 
<laughs> like the number one enemy of making muscle gains and it and it can be but just remember this post workout window is when you need to get those glycogen levels up as fast as possible so you need the fastest digesting carbs you can get your hands on gummy bears are one of those things sour patch kids are one of those things uh, skittles are one of those things now you're taking in calories sure but they're all coming from sugar so there's other stuff in those candies and you know that may or may not be something that you have a problem with but either way that is a method that works really really well um bananas surprisingly along with other sugary fruits are not as effective and here's why they are fructose based sugars as opposed to just like your your table sugar which is what is in candy right white cane sugar uh those fructose based sugars actually actually digest slower than a sugary piece of candy, okay? Then your, your simple sugar candy. And because of that, there is a noticeable difference. So if you make your post-workout nutrition carb source, a banana or an orange or a grapefruit or strawberries or something, and you're trying to get sugar in from that method, you will actually have a tougher time than if you were trying to use like just some sort of added sugar, some sort of white sugar source. And I mean, that's, that's just the truth. Now, again, it's really hard to wrap your head around that. But if you try it, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Because again, you know, the, the objective is to get those glycogen levels up, all right? And a banana or an orange or an apple is not going to do that as effectively post-workout as something that'll digest much, much, much faster, like a piece of candy. So... Uh, again, the gummy bears thing works. The sour patch kid thing works, but it's not for everybody. And there is a, an alternative that's actually even more quickly digesting. Okay. And that would be a post-workout supplement and a post-workout carbohydrate supplement. And by the way, there are very few of these on the market, but essentially what that is, is ultra refined and broken down sugar mixed with a few other vitamins and minerals you usually mix it with a shake and you consume it all at once. So by taking in your your one or two scoops of uh, rapid assimilating protein powder like a whey isolate mixed with a post-workout nutrition carb, you are you're hitting like both birds with one stone and you're getting everything in your body quickly and you're getting everything in your body in a way where it's going to digest the fastest because it was powder form and then turned into a shake. Okay, so that's going to be much more effective than having your body try to break down a solid like a banana or even a gummy bear and then take that solid, break it down and then digest it even further. This is like liquid form. It goes in, digests very, very, very quickly. So what I use for this is another first form product called Ignition. I think I've talked about this in the past too, but basically it's exactly that. It's a post-workout carb source. It's a powder. I mix it with my shake and I drink it all at once. And it's uh, it, it's exactly what I just described. It's broken down sugar that's processed and refined even more. So it's ultra fine and it's mixed with some vitamins and minerals. And it's, to be quite honest with you, it's one of those supplements that when you take it, you actually almost feel the energy restoring itself. It's kind of weird, uh, but it works. It works incredibly well. And I haven't tried a lot of post-workout carb sources because there's not 
a lot of them out there, like post-workout supplements. There's not a lot of them out there. There's a few and some of them work pretty well. This is the one that I found that works the best. So um, again, you know, if you want to check this out, you can go to the show notes and there's a link right there. It'll take you right to it. Um, if you go through that link, you will buy me a cup of coffee. If you don't go through that link, whatever. Um, but I still recommend you at least check it out, do your research and, um, give them a shot. Cause I think their products are amazing. And I think that, uh, if you use them, you'll see all the benefits of taking them. And that's honestly what I want more than anything. I don't need the cup of coffee <laughs> from the, uh, the affiliate bonus, but what I would love to see is for you to take the proper nutrition protocol, post-workout nutrition protocol, and put that into practice and see the gains that come from that, right? See the muscle gains, see the weight loss gains, right? See the energy gains and get the, the get that confidence up, right? And, and just like take your, your body, your nutrition, your mindset, all of it to the next level. And a lot of that has to do with your nutrition, including your post-workout nutrition. So that's what I want to see. So I'm going to do a little recap here. Um, the post-workout window, it is real, guys. Okay, The post-workout nutrition window is real. The anabolic window, some people call it, it is very real. It's that time post-lifting, right? post-resistance training, post-workout, where you have the opportunity to give your body the best chance of repairing that muscle bigger, faster, stronger than it was before. Okay, that's, that's really the only opportunity you have to get your body to rebuild those muscles into that state, to take it to the next level. And that window could be, it's, there's, there's a time on it. It's not uh, something you can easily track, but as fast as possible is what I like to say. Okay, if it's 20 minutes, fine. If it's a half hour, fine, but as fast as possible. Okay. And in that window, you need to do two things. There are two things that need to take place in that anabolic window. One, you need to get protein synthesis started as fast as possible, meaning you need to get essential amino acids in your body as fast as possible. And you get those from a rapid assimilation uh, protein source, which is going to be something like a hydrolyzed whey protein isolate. So get one of those, right? A two scoop shake of one of those post-workout and get that in your body as fast as possible. That will get protein synthesis started and that will begin reconstructing, rebuilding and repairing the muscles that you just shredded in the gym when you were lifting weights or doing whatever resistance training you were doing. The second thing you need to do, guys, is to get those glycogen levels restored as fast as possible so that your body doesn't interfere with the essential aminos that you just consumed and all the protein synthesis processes that you just started. You don't want your body to interfere with that because it's low on energy. So in order to get that energy in there so that your body can go through that process cleanly uninterrupted is to get simple carbs in your system, fast digesting carbs in your system as fast as possible. And the way to do that, the best way to do that my opinion will always be to take a post-workout carbohydrate supplement. Okay, mix that with your protein powder and take them both down at the same time and get those carbs in there 
Those simple carbs will break down, restore glycogen levels. Your body will continue to feed off those glycogen levels while your muscles continue to rebuild themselves with the rapid assimilation protein powder that you just consumed. So you, you kind of get two jobs done at the same time if you mix them together and take it down in shake form. That'll also be the fastest digesting, fastest assimilating way of getting that stuff into your body. Okay, it's better than food. It's better than like taking a super green drink or something like that. Um, don't read too much into all that. What you need to know is rapid assimilation protein and a fast digesting carb. Get those in your body as fast as possible. So you know what I take, you know what I use, the brands I trust, uh, but I would highly recommend you go do your own research, find out what works for you, um, and, and use that because whatever works for you is really the best move, whatever that is. So, uh, anyways, I hope that makes sense. I did my best at trying to make it as simple and clear as possible without pictures. And if it's not clear, maybe give it another listen. Cause I think I painted a pretty good picture of what the body's doing when you go through this process and why you need what you need post workout. So also if you got any value out of this whatsoever, please go into iTunes leave me a review, leave me a rating, and if you are getting value out of the podcast in general, subscribe. And of course, of course, please share this with a like-minded friend. If you've got a guy or a girl in your life that's going to the gym, they've been going to the gym for six years, and they look the same today as they did five years ago, six years ago, three years ago, obviously they're doing something wrong, right? Obviously they're doing something wrong. You don't go to the gym for six years and make no progress if you're doing the right stuff. So share this episode with them, share the whole podcast series with them, because there's a lot of things in here that I'm trying to educate people on so that they aren't that person that's going to the gym year after year after year after year and looking the exact same, feeling the exact same. It's not enough to just go to the gym and go through the motions. There's more to it. And I want to spread awareness about that, get people educated on it, both in the gym and outside the gym. Okay. That's why we call strength of body and mind. It's both. It's body, of course, and it's mindset. And they both go together hand in hand. They play off each other. They feed off each other and they allow each other to basically get into the state where they're exploiting each other. And when they do that, man, then we're firing on all cylinders and we're making tons and tons of progress, tons of gains. So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much. And again, Please share, please review. It means the world to me. I'll catch you in the next episode. And as always, train with purpose. See you.